Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hi everybody, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report Podcast Network. We are going into week 12, we've had a little bye week, please excuse us, it's been one of those seasons to be honest with you. Colin is actually in the States this weekend, so it's myself and Stuart Roach, but uh, Colin having his own bye week, he's actually going to the Broncos game this weekend and he is um, taking part in media as well, so looking forward to hearing his uh, his thoughts on the experience and if anybody is listening and I'll see Colm over the weekend. Be sure to give him a shout. But for now, joined, as always, by Stuart Roach. Stuart, well, I was going to say, as always, uh, you and Colm were solo two weeks ago. This is my first show in three weeks. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. Yeah, hopefully my um, my internet will uh, will show a bit more um, fortitude than it did last time. Uh, my internet oh, my God. Similar to the Broncos' <laughs> run defense at the moment, uh, it seems, unfortunately. But hopefully, there has been no problems recently. So hopefully, it'll hold out. Uh, yeah, but good, all good. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since we've done one of these. It's also been a while since the Broncos have broken our hearts. So hopefully we'll uh, oh we you know we're in a seven game season now. We'll see how it goes. I think um, I was listening to uh, I was listening to our friend Troy Rank during the week, and he was saying that realistically the Broncos need to go five and two um, in in these next seven games because given the the tiebreakers we've somehow managed to lose to all the teams that are going to be involved in the tiebreakers in and around us on the, the nine win. Cause you'd normally think like a nine and 
what would it be nine and eight um this season nine wins should have you on the sort of the, the cusp of the playoffs but given the fact that we've managed to lose to all those teams in and around us we really need to get to 10 wins um and that's going to be pretty tough given the schedule we've got coming up so absolutely um i want to very quickly focus on colorado sport and and just mention it because they aren't getting well they weren't getting enough attention stuart colorado rapids got beat last night in the playoffs of course they got beat from colorado that, that that was a joke last night you know this this is a colorado team you know going into the semi-finals of the playoffs but uh, hard luck to all the rapids fans i know like there's loads of ones like i was watching the game last night and uh, got it for the boys uh, kevin doyle Played for the Rapids, Stuart. So uh, there, there's a bit of an Irish connection there, but it's, uh, ah, well, another Denver yeah, team getting that, far. And oh, I'd heard that they lost. All right, that was unfortunate, and that, I don't think the, um, the Nuggets are not going through a particularly good spell right now either. <laughs> from from what I from what I believe, so. But the Broncos are, are the Broncos are are point five hundred months. So it's it's all it's all good at the minute. Five and five. Um, well, it's not all good. Let, let's be honest. We haven't had a show since the last one in terms of that Eagles game. So let's, uh, you know what, let's quickly look at that there and then talk about extensions and then look at the game this weekend. But I know it's hard to go back two weeks, Stuart, but for me, I was quite, I had picked the Broncos to win that Eagles game based upon the whole, you know, obviously going to Dallas and and, and shocking the world almost. And I know I'm going into a, a lot of stuff there, but, you know, watching the Cowboys on Thanksgiving and seeing they're putting up. I know, I, I know they got beat on Thursday, but seeing that they put up 33 points against the Raiders, Raiders look really good. Let's be honest, they look like they can get the ball down the field. And their defense took Dallas to shreds there last night at one point. But, you know, losing against, or sorry, beat, beating Dallas, stomping Dallas, and then losing by that much against the Eagles. But not even not only losing, Stuart, but just looking, just looking so, I don't want to say lethargic, but just so stop-start. It was almost, you know, if we had won that game, we're sitting six and four. I know we're in the hunt technically at the minute, but six and four would have been a game changer going into that bye. Yeah, we we talked about it, Mick. I think we, you know, I I think we all expected to get our asses whooped by Dallas. Um, I think the Cowboys clearly looked like they took the Broncos for granted. I think Dak didn't look fit, Ezekiel Elliott didn't look fit, but the rest of the the Dallas team looked like they just thought they were going to have to show up. Um, and I think we then assumed that we would carry on that kind of momentum going into the Eagles game. And, um, you know, I think we kind of quickly realized that I, I, I don't know. And I don't think any Broncos fan really knows what team is going to show up on any given night. I mean, I think there's, there's just, you know, you, you, you see, I think the, the, the high mark of the Broncos was that game against the Cowboys, regardless of whether or not the Cowboys showed up or not. Um, Unfortunately, the Eagles' performance is, is just yet another in a series of, of wretched performances, and particularly at home as well. I mean, our, our home record is is pretty poor. Like, we, we were close to going into overtime against the Washington team, you know, um, previous to the Eagles game. Uh, sorry, previous to the, to the Cowboys game. You know, we've got absolutely blown out by the Raiders uh, in Denver. We've been blown out by um, the Ravens. And there's no shame in getting blown out by the Ravens. You know, you'd expect it not to happen. But, like, we... We have a terrible home record at the moment. Um, and I I just don't know what team is going to show up on any given night. Like, I, I, I did say a few weeks ago, I thought we would win a game that nobody expects us to win. Um, we would lose a game that we really have no business losing. I think that happened with the Cowboys. That was the game no one expected us to win. And the Eagles was a game that we really should be. 
we should have been winning that game. I think you kind of know what you're going to get with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is going to be very dangerous with his legs. Um, you know, but I still, you know, Howard, Scott, these guys, it's just they just ran it down, down our throats. Um, and I, I thought our run defense was going to improve with the addition of the middle linebackers. You can almost forgive, you know, a, a depleted linebacker core the, the game that they gave up against the Browns because the Browns run the ball very well. But, you know, like Kenny Young has come in, or sorry, Young has come in and he's done really well. But I don't know what what happened to that run defense against the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts is, is 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 an underrated player, but Jalen Hurts is not Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? So like, I that that was a, a wretched performance. I I think I think the um it was overshadowed somewhat by Teddy's business decision, and which I'm sure we'll touch on briefly now in a minute, but. Um, you know, and I think it was yet another in a series of of almost convenient um, moments that have cropped up to allow um, a game to sort of become a narrative in itself. So there was the the Ravens ran the ball to keep that one hundred yard rushing game streak, and they were you know that was bush league, and you don't do that. Teddy deciding not to even attempt to tackle uh, seemed to become the the story after the Eagles game. You're kind of going yeah, but you got to look past that. You know what I mean? Like that that Eagles performance was. As bad. I mean, what were the Eagles going into that game? They were, th- were they three and six going into? That um, game? they were, they were, they were two and six. Then they won. They went three and six, and That's then they nasty. beat the Saints and going four and six. My mate was over at the Eagles game last weekend, yeah. and Hertz has improved. He has improved. He has. Um, yeah, he's done well. He's done well. And yeah, like I mean, I guess I, I was gonna say I'm gonna stay they're in the pause. Like, no, there's a bit of run, but yeah, like man, Bridgewater. They, they beat us. They beat the Saints team that are just down to their third string quarterback. Oh <laughs> my was, god, was, Trevor Simeon, yeah, a former starting quarterback of the Broncos. You know, <laughs> like, like that's what that's where you're at. Like, there's the Broncos should not be losing that game. And my issue, especially at home, especially, especially at home. home. And my issue with Fangio and. You know, by extension, the entire coaching. The Broncos are losing far too many of those games in the last couple of years since Fangio's come in. You know what I mean? Like, you, 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 the Cowboys. You know, for example, like you could, you, you're gonna get a game like that, which makes no sense. I think this season in particular, like I don't know, like any given Sunday, there's a crazy result in the NFL. Do you know what I mean? So you're allowed one or two of those, I think, but you can't be having them every second week. Do you know? Like, um, I, I, I just. I, I, I'm look very much the opinion that I think, you know, if we somehow scrape into the playoffs, I suppose you kind of can't really fire a coach who, who makes it into the playoffs, even as a wild card team. But like, I, I, I'm kind of at the point now where I'm kind of waiting for this all to end. Do, do you know what I mean? Like I would be amazed if on black Monday, Vic is, is not there, but then again, the Broncos have done nothing that you'd expect them to do in the last couple of seasons. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe Vic will get an L contract extension and Teddy will be our quarterback again next year. It's like, oh my God. God. Well, I'm, I'm loving the way. So like we didn't do a one, we didn't do a pod last week because we had the bye week. I wasn't on the pod the week before because I was sick. So I, we've missed, like we're, we're doing well because we're going into like current stuff and we're looking at, so it's, it's a good flux of conversation. I mean, I, I'm not even going to talk about Von Miller. I, I missed that podcast. Was got to lose Vaughn, but I'll say this: I, I hope he, I hope he gets another shot at the big time, and we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Obviously, down the stretch, but just sort of staying on that Eagles game very quickly, like the, the the Teddy Bridgewater incident. Like, I didn't laugh, but I was like, you know, Jesus Christ, what what's next here? Like, you know, this is just why, yeah. like, yeah, why not? Like, did he watch Friday Night Lights, Stuart? Yeah, but when was I, he, yeah, was but he when concerned? I that, when I saw that as it was happening, I assumed that there'd been a whistle. 
that the play had stopped. It was that bad an effort. You know what I mean? I was like, kind yeah. of going, oh, he's clearly the refs have stopped it because, you know, there's. It, but I didn't hear the whistle. And then, he, and then afterwards, you go, okay, no, there was no. I mean, look, you know, I, to be fair to Teddy Mick, he came back from a horrific injury that nearly cost him his leg. So you mm. can't doubt the man in regards to that kind of. But that that was look. It goes without saying. If that was Locke, he would have been hoisted up in a, in a he was been in the stocks outside the stadium for two weeks afterwards people you know queuing up to throw vegetables at him do you know what i mean like that's the reality um do you know i mean that that's on, on you, top of the horse at the top of the yeah, stadium yeah, exactly. yeah you would have been dragged through the streets of denver <laughs> on a daily basis until you know i mean but but again and what was really interesting i don't know if you were following it was you know, Teddy came out with, with something and in fairness, he looked like he was ashamed, but the wording was very interesting because word by word, uh, Fangio echoed what Teddy, Teddy had said in regards to him. Oh, I, and I mean, it was like, like it was it, like, he so always, this, this kind of completely ties into the whole quarterback competition in the summer. There was no quarterback competition in the summer. Like you're getting to the stage now where you're kind of going, like, I want, like, it seems like there is literally nothing that Teddy Bridgewater could do now that's going to get him benched. Literally nothing as long as Fangio is, in, is the head coach. It's, it seems to me as well, like you're talking there about like the whole mantra of Fangio and, and Bridgewater. Whenever I watched Bridgewater's quick interview at the end, I think it was Ryan Green or Troy Rank put it up. It looked like it was Michael Scott in the office and he was making it up as he went along. But yeah. you're right. I reckon Fangio pulled him aside in the tunnel immediately after and said, say this. Yeah, this I'm is the part. This. this is the party line. This is the party. This is line. the uh, party line. <laughs> like you, you've touched on so many things there. I, I, I think I like. Even if we were to win out and like lose one game, I, I think I think Fangio is gone. I, I can't, I can't see how he survives this season. I, I can't because this team's going to be sold, and yeah, I think it has like, to be sold by March of next. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's also something there's interesting though, Michael, which I wasn't aware of. Um. They've changed the rules around assistants being interviewed for head coaching jobs. So they've moved it back now because apparently they don't want assistant coaches interviewing for head coaching jobs during the playoffs. So now potentially you can... I agree with that. Yeah, and I do too. But now, So now what you could be faced with is this almighty scramble for teams to get candidates in. Um, And I'm not convinced that our lot are actually going to act with the kind of urgency that they need to. So you could end up with all the good candidates have already been signed off for other teams. And we're still left sort of wondering what's going on. That would not surprise me in the least because we haven't, I mean, you do have to give George Payton a little bit of credit in fairness. He, he, do, he has made good moves and he's made difficult moves. But I, I just don't know, given the whole, I know Colin has been talking about this for such a long time, about the, the fundamental sort of dysfunction and the way the thing is, is it, it, just because there is no owner really at present. I just don't know if we're going to do the right thing. And I just think we're going to be kind of looking around going, oh, hang on a second, the Bears have just hired, you know, Byron Leftwich, the, you know, the, the Panthers have just hired um, the coordinator from the Bills, you know, all these hot candidates that are out there. And then you're going to be left with, you know, a Dan Quinn or one of these, you know, like a retread of a coach. And I mean, he goes, oh, it's okay to, 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 you know, Gary Kubiak did well and Mike Shannon did well. They're going, yeah, Gary Kubiak did well because Peyton Manning was his quarterback and he had a brilliant defense. You know, Shanahan obviously is a genius. It's not as clear cut as that, you know. So this idea that Dan Quinn's going to come in and, you know, lead us to the promised land, I, I just think that's fanciful, you know. Um, 
so I, I just yeah sorry for interrupting me but that that was something that was news to me and oh, I, just, I can see that i can see that impacting us in a really negative fashion because i just don't think this organization moves with the kind of speed that it needs to you know i remember last year before the bucks super bowl uh with the chiefs i remember all the talk around eric Bieniemy uh being linked to all these like certain head coaching gigs it takes away like just wait there's enough of an off season I, I understand the need for urgency especially if the broncos for example weren't going to make the postseason they are sitting in the first week second week in january we've had a game for nine months so you know i, I understand they want to get on the board quickly but you know I, I think the the ownership situation really plays into that there i think we can come back and talk about that because we've only got about 15 minutes here i want to ask you something uh philip Lindsay away from the Texans, now in Miami. Are you happy with our running game at the minute? Because Javante Williams, for me, has been a breath of fresh air. Would you like to see that combination of him and Gordon stay for next year, or do you think Melvin Gordon can be gone at the end of the year? Um, Mick, I, I don't know if... Um, I mean, I, I, I'm happy with them individually. I mean, I think Melvin Gordon... He does have that issue with fumbles, um, so you know I think, and that rare it's 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 ugly head again with the the, the Teddy Bridgewater business decision moment. Um, I think Javante Williams. I mean, you know, without sort of slapping myself on the back to to sort of um, you know congratulatory, I, I did pick him as my breakout star, and I was de- delighted to see he's delivered because I think he's been he has been a breath of fresh air. He's been kind of the the spark that the uh, offense has kind of gone to again and again. Um, I think individually they're both fine players. Obviously, Gordon's a lot more experienced. I don't. I, I think Shermer gets away from the run game very quickly. Um, I think that's even allowing for the fact that we find ourselves behind in most of the games, apart from we're playing the you know the absolute the bottom feeders like the the, the Giants and the you know the, the teams that we sort of inflated our um, record on at the start. We go away from the run too quickly, um, and I, I I don't understand why we do that. I mean, I like well, I mean, I know why. It's because we don't have a very good offensive coordinator. But, um, you know, it's it, it's it's like this is very interesting at the weekend. And then again, I was chatting to Colm about this. The Chargers have a really dangerous offense, and they've got some extremely dangerous pass rushes on defense. But the Chargers cannot stop the run. They cannot stop the run. So if you want to beat the Chargers, you run the ball down their throats. Do you confidently think that we're going to stick to the run game no matter what happens on Sunday night? Because I don't. No, we won't. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk about that more in a minute, but I, I would get concerned that we'll run the ball a few times and then that'll be it. It'll be like stop, start, stop, start. Uh, it needs to be consistent. And unfortunately, with the management we have in place at the minute, it's not going to be in that could be an issue on Sunday. It, it could be because, you know, you're going up against a Chargers team that had a very good win against Pittsburgh last weekend. But like, granted, I know Big Ben's not the quarterback he was, but Jesus to still score that many points on, on prime time. Um, it's concerning. But who knows? Maybe Pat Shermer could uh, have a hell of a weekend. <laughs> but my, my fear would be that the Chargers get off to a, far, a fast start and, you know, they're, they're 10-0 up in no time. Because they have strike options all over the all over the field, and 
we then just go, oh, no, we, we got to play catch up. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you, you know, you, you don't, you, you, you know, we do just go away from the one, the one thing that we look like Javante Williams has a really high average per rush um, and he breaks tackles and he's just, he's just really, really exciting running back. Um, but this Chargers team look like it can score points at will. Now they don't, as I said, have a great defense. And one of the things I've noticed about the Chargers as well, Mick, is that they they tend to be involved almost unnecessarily in shootouts week in, week out. Maybe it's just the way that they're built, but they seem to be involved in close games all the time. Now they're winning more. They were involved in an awful lot of close games last year, but they just had a habit of losing them. They seem to be winning more often than not this year. But I think you you know you, you allow yourself to kind of. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai be in danger of blowing games that you really shouldn't be blowing when you're that kind of team, you know? So um, I, I would really like to see a commitment to the run. I think you're going to have to accept the fact that the Chargers are going to score points and you shouldn't panic. Do you know what I mean? You should go, okay, look, we know these guys have got the capabilities of going deep. They've got, you know, an unbelievably talented young quarterback. They've got weapons all over the place. Um, but you have to stick to your game plan. I mean, unless you're, you know, 15, sort of, you know, 20 points down in the fourth quarter, then by all means start, you know, give Teddy his garbage time stats that he seems to love. Um, but up until the third quarter, if you're still within kind of, you know, touching distance, stick rigidly to your game. They, the charges Achilles heel is they cannot stop the run. We, on paper, run the ball well when we actually commit to it. Um, look, look, how did we win the game against the Cowboys? You know, it's our, our run game is brilliant. And the run game, as everybody yeah. knows, the, the running game sets up play action, all that kind of stuff, um, which is where Teddy does look quite dangerous in fairness to him. Um, but I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not confident that Sherman will stick to it because, you know, I don't think he, he, he I, I just, I don't, I don't, he just seems to have a bad feel for a game. You know what I mean? I think when, you know, when you're watching a game, yeah. you're kind of going, it's like this, some coordinators, they just get it, the flow, they understand. I don't think sure. Maybe he had a few years ago. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he just got lucky with Case Keenum that one time. But it's certainly not been the case this year for the Broncos. I agree with you. I can't see him being there past January as well, for or whatever it is. I, I just don't get like when he came in. The like remember that buzz the first day he was announced. Like the buzz. Oh my god, this is fantastic. It hasn't worked. So move on. It's not working, and I don't want to jump too much in the picks for the weekend because I don't want to give away my pick. But if we don't run the ball on Sunday, we're going to struggle big time against the Chargers. I know where time's limited, so I'm going to very quickly go into this. Obviously, uh, there's been good things so far this season. There's been bad things, but to extend um, Tim Patrick for years, thirty million dollars, and also Corden Sutton four years, sixty point eight million dollars for for all the guff that we might give. A certain franchise, you know, week in, week out, if they do play poorly, you know, fair play to Peyton for tying them down. And, you know, look, maybe this is talk from the inner media circle or something, but to 
you see reports then that they got a deal for both of them like under market value i think it's impressive but it's good to see some sort of consistency for the future sure yeah look they you know we do have a very exciting core um a wide receiver you know i think people have there was some stuff about Jerry Judy, you know, the fact that Tim Patrick and Corton Sutton got long-term deals, meaning that, you know, Jerry has not lived up to the hype. Jerry Judy's a really good, he's a really good wide receiver. You know, he is. I mean, he had a huge amount of hype going into the draft. Maybe he hasn't necessarily lived to that, but I still absolutely would have him on my team. You know, so if you've got three wide receivers of that caliber, um, you know, you're going to be okay. The big problem is we don't have a quarterback. Um, and I think, however, I think you, you, have to give Peyton the benefit of the doubt. I think the Von Miller thing was actually, even though it was difficult, and I know you were missing for that one, Mick, but I, it was difficult, but I think it was the right decision. I think, you know, you were getting little or nothing for him. You were going to get a compensatory pick, which would have been, what, in a fourth or fifth round or at best. You know, so you got a, a second and a third, which added to quite a lot of ammo we have. I would love that to be a move up in the draft. Sorry, I know I've got a mad segue here, but me personally, I would love that capital to be just used once and for all to move up and get your guy. There are two or three really intriguing quarterbacks this year. You know, Corral, the guy from Ole Miss. Pickett, the guy from Pittsburgh, who I've been watching a fair bit recently. I think he's a really good quarterback. There are players there you can you can get and you can use. You know, so it's brilliant to have these wide receivers. Um, But I think, you know, if the likes of Teddy and, you know, Teddy is just another version of Case Keenum, who's just another version of Joe Flacco. It doesn't really matter who your wide receivers are. You, you know what I mean? If you look at Demarius Thomas and Decker, when did they come into their own? When did they become superstars? It was when Peyton Manning arrived. You know what I mean? Like they were they were kind of, you know, there was that exciting Tim Tebow season, which, you know, was unexpected and was great, but it ended, you know, with an absolute beatdown in, 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 uh, in New England. They became stars when you know, the main man came to town. Now, maybe you'd have to wait for a rookie. Maybe you go out and get Russell Wilson, something like that. I don't know, but um, it's great. It's really exciting. There's some brilliant young pieces. You've got, you know, Alberto is looking really, really good coming back from his injury. I know Fanta's maybe some sometimes struggled a little bit, but I still think there's a really potentially dangerous player. You've got a brilliant running back in Javante. So, you know, there's a lot of weapons there. Um but I still think you need to get the quarterback situation fixed. And I personally speaking, I know the attraction of a, an Aaron Rodgers or, or a Russell Wilson. But to me, I would once and for all love us to identify, go and get, and then develop properly our quarterback. Because then you've also got him a cheap contract, which means you can, you know, these extensions can come from other players as well. If you had to go the short route and get somebody in the trade next year, because I want to go into the picks so very quickly, one or two answer word. I'm going to say Rogers instead of Wilson. Who would you take? I'd pick Wilson for the simple reason, Mick, that he's got a good a good few years left in him. I don't know how long. What, what Rogers is is getting old now a little bit at this stage. Um, I think there's less drama uh, potentially with Wilson. Um, this is all you know relative. Um, but I, I would probably go for Russell Wilson if I had to, but mainly to do with the age. I think Rodgers is still obviously a really good player, but I would I would, I would err towards uh, towards Russell Wilson. I think after all this, after all this activity this week with Sutton and Patrick, surely, surely they're going for it. But t- look, t- time will tell with with Peyton, but he, he must have some sort of way. Obviously, he's going to have a plan in place, but I'm intrigued to see what plan he does have in place. Let's say... Uh, Let's cut. I, I, I like the way we've, we've covered a lot of angles there. Let's cut to the game this weekend. 
Broncos Chargers. Collins at the game, Stuart, so it should be a good one. Five past nine Irish time. As far as I know, the game's not in Sky Sports. I'm hoping your Wi-Fi holds up for the segment. Who have you got and why? I think, the, as I touched on earlier on, Michael, I think the Chargers will allow this to probably be a little bit closer than it should be. Um, I had us winning either this or the game against the Chiefs, but I think that was probably before the Chiefs had a minor res- mini resurgence. The Chiefs are still not as strong as they have been in recent years, but they're beginning to sort of crank into gear now, which is a worry. Um, I think we will lose this game by a touchdown. I think it'll be, as I said, a little closer than it probably needs to be. Um, but I think the Chargers will have enough. I think the Chargers are just a better team than we are, and I think the Chargers have a vastly superior quarterback than we do. I agree with you. I think we're starting to enter what Adam Malinati from Mahi Report is called a, a tough stretch now. We are entering the, the stretch of game where we have to play Kansas City twice. I know, And that, that game, we haven't even mentioned this, Stuart, that game's been flexed in two weeks. Who the hell? Thought that was a good idea. Who genuinely thought that was a good idea? I am, I am God is sure, absolutely devastated. Yeah, I mean, has America not suffered enough with the Bears and the Lions as the opening Thanksgiving game that they decide then to? Yeah, that was hard to watch, wasn't it? <laughs> that, that's in our head as well, isn't it? Like, oh man, really? <laughs> Who needs? To yes, support? but like, I, but like, like come honestly, on. like there was like what the the Titans against the Patriots could have been flexed. I yeah, mean, come that, on, Stuart. That 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 seemed peculiar to me maybe there was some kind of contractual thing that we weren't aware of that was kept hidden and had been unearthed but that that seemed i think mick it's probably to do with the fact that without you know let's remember this is a denver broncos podcast but i i think that's to do with the fact that the chiefs are beginning to get their act together maybe there's a yeah. kind of a you know there's a there's a storyline there and you know i i guess the Broncos-Chiefs is a historic rivalry, but I, I personally was really surprised when I heard that news. I, I did not expect that game to be flexed, to be honest. Let's see how... It, I mean, will we finally get that win in Arrowhead that Colin keeps predicting every year? Um, I'm taking the Chargers on Sunday, Stuart, and I'm sorry to all the Broncos fans out there. I think Herbert and Eckler is going to be too much, and that, as simple as it is, I think that we're going to not run the ball enough and we'll not get enough consistency in third downs to get, to get down the field enough. I do think the first quarter of this game is crucial. I think the Broncos can come out and have a good enough start. We have a chance, but something tells me Herbert, so you're, you're talking about the Chiefs getting back into form. I think Herbert's starting to find form now. Great performance against Pittsburgh last week. Let, let's see what happens. I'm, I'm taking the Chargers win by field goal. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. If that Broncos team goes 6-5, and five, I'll be delighted. But we are entering a stretch now of games that we need to, you know, really put up or shut up. You know, are we, are we for real or are we in and out as much as you know, out the door or whatever. So it, it needs to happen. It needs to start this weekend. And hopefully, Stuart, finally, Colin can bring us some luck at the game on Sunday. He does have a pretty good record over there, though, doesn't he? I think from what I remember, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he's seen the last two games in Denver. They they won, I think. The, this is why it's uh, it's almost gotten that I have a good video on here because I'd, I'd put it up. But uh, whenever Colin went to the Vikings game, there's like a, an infamous picture where he's livid. But I think... It, in Denver, he's got a very good record. I mean, I, I'm 0-4, so oh, I'm going right. to have to bring you over, Stuart, some, at some time. Well, that's it. Well, I, I think, well, in fairness to Colm, he's he has been a big fan of, of Herbert's for quite some time, and he's magnanimous enough to admit that, you know, the opposition of a, of, a, of, a, of a rival has got a sensational player. So I think 
even if the Broncos do lose, I think Colum at least get to see Herbert up close. And uh, he is a he's a smile. He's you see Herbert is exactly the type of quarterback that I want us to go out and get, Michael. That's that's what I want us. To, you know, I'm I'm look. We've been Broncos fans for a long time. I've been a Broncos fan for longer than you. Apart from John Elway, the Broncos have never got themselves a quarterback through the draft. Mm. They developed probably Cutler was the closest, and he had other. You know, there was other situations and issues with him. Um, but we've never been able to. Um, and I think we need to. And I think, as I said, you know, you you get yourself a good young quarterback on that team-friendly rookie contract, then that's when you can make hay. You know, that's what that's what these teams are doing. That's what Mahomes, you know, the Chiefs did. That's what the Chargers are doing. You know, so the, the, there's a reason for that. Yeah, the, the veteran route is an attractive one if a team has a lot of pieces like the Bucks had and needed to be pushed over the edge. But... Personally speaking, I'd love us to go out and get our own, our own Justin Herbert, because um, he is a he's a really, really good player. You know, you have to hold your hands up and go, that guy is just the real deal. He is, and talking about the real deal, Columns at the game on Sunday. He's going to be in media. He's going to be asking Vic Fangio a couple of questions, so we'll oh, get the questions dear. to him at some point. So, oh, sure. yeah, well, let, that could be that could be very interesting. This this may actually be our final podcast when the Broncos discover this column. <laughs> Colin Cronin has absolutely no affiliation with uh, Broncos Europe podcast. <laughs> Denver to, Do- Denver what, to Dublin uh, is, we don't, we don't know Colin Cronin, never heard of him. He must have somebody else. Fair, fair props to now. Fair, fair props to the Broncos who have given the media coverage, and I would, I think it was going to happen. So thanks very much to the Broncos, and thanks to the to the the Bears sorting them out last week I'm glad the Broncos done the same or else it would have been a disaster but Stuart I hope you enjoy your NFL weekend man it was tough enough watching that Lions-Bears game yesterday but uh, hopefully we're chatting next week on a on a win after a bye week for, for both of us and uh, appreciate your time man. thanks for coming on no problem Michael yeah we'll we'll see I think it's going to be a good game I think it'll be a good game I, I do think we'll lose but I think it'll be a good I think I think we're now at the stage Michael where you know I do think Troy is right I think that five and two record over the next seven games is is that's what you need to be aiming for and you got to start we've got to win one of the next two games realistically if we lose this game against the Chargers and then lose against the Chiefs then you're kind of you're more or less toast you know so we got to win one of those and this is the more likely given the the history of the way we've played against the Chiefs in the last couple of years so um yeah so this is this is it you don't want to say because it it's such a cliche, but this is very close to must-win territory now, where we're at in the season, and given the state of our record and tiebreakers and stuff, we we really need to win this game. Absolutely, what a season in the AFC overall. Never mind the AFC West. Thanks very much, Drew, for coming on, man. Again, great to chat with you, and uh, hopefully, Colm enjoys the game on Sunday. You can listen to us on the Mile High Report podcast network just search my high report or type in dublin to denver podcast on all podcast platforms appreciate you listening if you want to leave a review or whatever please do so we'll see you next week on the dublin to denver podcast on the mile high report sports network see you soon go broncos good luck go broncos go calm <laughs> ask those tough questions